Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Right into this world. All alone. God takes your soul. You're on your own. The crow flies straight. The perfect line. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wait In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin, and I apologize for the technical difficulties. It's four out of the last five shows. Blog Talk Radio has been screwing up on me right when I'm ready to do a show, so I'm having to delete these episodes and actually reprogram them, but, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, you'd think somebody knew how to work a computer over there or run a system. So maybe I should apply for a job there and, and turn Block Talk Radio's customer service around. But then all joking aside, their customer service is very good. Everything can't go right all the time. So overall, in my four years of experience, Block Talk Radio has been very responsive, very engaged in our show. So I want to throw that out there just for them. They they are great in customer service, and, and they do take pride in you having the satisfaction that you're doing a good show, and they'll do everything they can to grow your show with you, help you. But since I've grown so big, it's like they, they've disappeared, so maybe I can get them back. Quinn is in the hold. Welcome. Jonathan will be in in a little while. We're going to talk some sports tonight in the NBA. I just I want to just throw out there the Golden State Warriors real quick, what they're doing. 23-0. and 0. I mean, am I impressed? Yeah, I'm impressed with that. I mean, you, you have to be impressed. But San Antonio's 18-4, and four, only four games behind them. Four and a half, four in the loss column, four and a half total. I just look at what San Antonio's doing. And, you know, the better you do right now, it just seems like they're peaking. And I know they're good, but are they going to continue to get better? Are they going to hit a wall? And Jonathan, I... I don't know about you, but I see this team being the best team in basketball, but are you concerned that they're peaking too too soon? San Antonio, you look back at 18-4, and four, just right on their heels, and you get a seven-game series going at the end of the season. I, just, I don't think this really matters right now. Oh, I don't know if Golden State's peaking. Um, I mean, they're they're an excellent ball club right now. It's just so fundamentally sound in all aspects of the game. And they're on such a roll right now. I just think this is San Antonio. You know, it's it's peak efficiency. There's no doubt about it. I don't think they're peaking. I think they're just better than everybody. I think the team's going to be a long Seth way to go. Play, I see him play, Jonathan. It reminds me of me. <laughs> I mean, easy there, John Paxson. <laughs> I mean, Steph's unreal. He He's the you know, it's hard to say that he's not the best player in the NBA right now. 
Oh, he is. He is, no no doubt. I mean, the guy can put up 40 on you in a, a half. Have you ever noticed he can be quiet? Like, at halftime, he's got, like, 10 points, 12 points, and all of a sudden he ends up with 48, and really nobody's even talking about it. Like, it's just so so natural for him just to score. He just does it so quick. Golden State gets on you so quick, man. They can go on a 20, 25, 26 nothing run on you in, in a couple minutes, man. They're hitting those three-pointers. And it's just going to be hard to beat them, man. I mean, how do you stop Curry? And how do you stop the the whole entire team? Like you said, that's flowing. Everything's clicking. How do you beat these guys? I mean, I guess just having a cold night is all they can do. You know, just everybody's cold at the same time. Yeah, I think that's about the only way you're going to be able to to stop this team right now. You know, everybody said the book on Curry was get physical with him and, you know, help he'll kind of just start shying away and start just handing the ball away. Well, he's proven this year that you can get physical with him. He's going to come back at you. So I don't know if there is really a textbook way to stop this team right now, just like there wasn't a textbook way to stop the Bulls really in the 90s. I mean, this this might be the best basketball team we've seen since those 72-10 and 10 Bulls, which, you know, it was really just a bunch of star power and chemistry. And I think that's what you're looking at here. This Golden State team, top to bottom, might actually be more talented than those Bulls teams. Um, it's mm-hmm. just that, I mean, Michael Jordan is the the greatest player that I've ever had a, the, the luxury of witnessing. Yeah, I, me as well. And, and, and at what point at this season, if you're – if you're two through eight, really, are you focusing on you? And and you can't really focus on Golden State right now. If you're any team in this division, you have to realize that they're probably, unless something happens injury-wise or something, they're probably going to win this division. They probably are the conference, the Western Conference. So you're really, what you're hoping to do is get a two, three seed, something like that, if you're San Antonio or Oklahoma City, right? You're just keeping everybody else away, keeping them back, and you let Golden State do their thing and hope and pray in a seven-game series that you can beat these guys or somebody else can knock them off before they get to you, right? Yeah, I think the best way to go about it, if you're gold, if you're a San Antonio or Oklahoma City or whoever, uh, is to be the two or three seed. I think you're going to, you know, I honestly believe you're going to see more urgency from San Antonio this year than you've seen in years past to make sure they get the two or the three seed. Because before San Antonio, like, you know, we can – get whatever seed we want, and, and and move. But at this point, you don't want to play Golden State round one or round two. You want to wait until, you know, the conference finals to really get your hack at them. You know, you're, it, it's weird to say, but you're almost hoping that they get dinged up before you get a chance to play them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, yeah. it really is something to witness when all of a sudden you see San Antonio, who is notorious for resting guys, especially early in the middle of the season on the road, and now they're like, well, maybe we should play Duncan for twenty minutes, you know, at least 24 minutes tonight, where last year they sat him. I mean, he, Golden State has completely changed the way a lot of these teams are coaching. <laughs> I mean, the way they're getting it done, I mean, I'm just – I'm impressed. I have to say I'm not very impressed. But, I mean, they were up by like 40 last night on Indiana and only ended up winning by eight. Come on, point shavers. Come on, guys. I mean, you can't make it that obvious. I mean, this road. Well, the, the line was six, so they still covered. 
Yeah, but there's second half lines. There's <laughs> there's third quarter lines. There's fourth quarter lines. You know, it's all it's all whatever. It's all relative, man. But four games in a row on the road, December 2nd at Charlotte, at Toronto, at Brooklyn, at Indiana. Now they go to Boston, Milwaukee. I mean, God, Jonathan, if they can win all those, that's hard to do. I don't care how good you are. To win six straight games on the road if they do, that's amazing, isn't it? I mean, that's hard to do. It really is. It'd be outstanding if they can make it through that road trip on stage. Charlotte's been very pesky at home this year. Um, you know, a lot of people haven't really noticed them because, I mean, when they play outside of, of North Carolina, they really they, they look rough. But at home, they, they've been a really good team. Uh, if they can make it through that stretch, I, I'd be I'd be really impressed. And you know, my whole thing is, when are they going to lose a game? Because you know, at this point, ESPN is salivating, praying Christmas Day. that they're undefeated <laughs> come Christmas Day when they play Cleveland. And they will be. They will be, and, and and I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Golden State will skull drag Cleveland right there, and you know this is a Golden State team where you're gonna get them is somewhere like Sacramento or something when they just let their guard down or they really just had a bad day. But if you're on in prime time Christmas Day, LeBron James, come on, and you really think Cleveland can beat these guys? Honestly. You you would need you know LeBron to have one of the best games uh, of you know his regular season career. I mean he's had some amazing postseason games. Um, uh, the one that comes to mind, at least you know that I think of immediately, was when LeBron uh, took over against the Pistons in 2007. Uh, and I think you would need that kind of performance where he just all of a sudden gets hot and puts up 30 minutes and I mean 30 points in about you know and a half. Um, but until then, I don't think Cleveland has a chance. And, you know, it's the whole, well, sooner or later they're going to have a letdown game. And, and I keep waiting for that. And they just keep winning every chance that there is for a letdown game, whether it was at Utah or uh, against Brooklyn, you know, just these inferior, clearly inferior teams. They come out and, yeah, sure, they, they lollygag for a little bit. But they wind up going ahead and pulling that game out in the second half. I mean, this. This is just something else. It really is. It is. And I'm excited to see how it shakes out. Kobe Bryant will be retiring after this year. They're in 15th place, last place in the West, 3-18. and 18. God, Jonathan, I mean, uh, I mean, that's that's bad. I mean, that's, that's stinking up the joint right there. And if you're the Lakers, when do you start thinking about new leadership in that organization? I mean, ever since – Mr. Bus died, and I call him Mr. Bus because he is Mr. He's the he's the man. I mean, this team has just been terrible. You can't leave everything to your kids, John. I mean, seriously, they've just screwed up this Ferrari. They've wrecked this Porsche Ferrari. They have totaled it. And I don't know how they can get better, honestly. I really don't see how they can get better right now. Well, my problem with them right now is uh, off, awful coaching. Um I mean, what you know? What what is really going through Byron Scott's head when he decides to bench uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle? I mean, they played 21 minutes last night. Those those are arguably your two best players, and they're you know that's your future. You need to get them on the court, and he's decided that he's going to sit them. I mean, are are you out of your mind? 
He's trying to rest them up for that postseason, right? Three and eighteen. They're gonna. They're only nineteen games out of first. They're only, you know, they're only seven and seven games out. Six, you know, seven and a half out of the playoffs. I mean, that's not terrible, I guess. I mean, you've had the worst season possible, and you're six and a half games out of the playoffs. That's not, I guess, too bad, is it? I I I think that's you know you kind of have to define <laughs> that because it's pretty early in the year to be seven games down already. You know, you're looking at you're looking <laughs> at the wrong end. I mean, let's leave it at this. The, I mean, the Lakers right now, you know, they're three and whatever, whatever that number is, uh, 17, 19, 18. Okay, think about this. Does Golden State lose that many games this year? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think Golden State loses three. <laughs> so that's the win uh, total of the Lakers right now. I mean, at this point, I think it's more of a race to see who wins more games. Uh, you know, be- you know, well, you know, between the Lakers and Sixers, and if you know whoever the loser of that race is, are they going to you know win more games than the Golden State loses? Yeah, speaking of stinking up the joint, Philadelphia one and twenty-one. How how can you be that bad? I mean, that's golly. I mean, I'm just I'm sorry. I just you're professionals for God's sake. You're one and twenty-one. I think I could get Quinn, me, you, Trey, Jason, Minson. We could go be better than one and twenty-one right now. <laughs> I'm, I might even throw Humphrey in there as a sixth man or something. I don't know, but. I mean, this is you know, terrible. it's really something else what's going on there, and you know, they're they're they're, they're they have this whole belief their their front office does in the process. Well, sooner or later, the process has to be winning, right? Because right now, all that process has been is is loss after loss after loss. I mean, I saw I saw it last night. The it costs more to get a beer at the game than it does to get a ticket. <laughs> I, there, there's something really wrong about that when I when it costs me more to get hammered to watch a crappy team play. <laughs> yeah, I sell like a beer and a ticket. Okay, your total is five dollars. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you, I mean, is this gonna be like, hey, if you buy a coke, you get two free tickets? Are we gonna? Are they? Uh, did they steal that promotion from uh, from Michigan? I mean, what's what's really going on? Uh, they made an interesting hire in Jerry Colangelo this week, and from what I heard, the rest of the owners kind of pressured them into it because the belief around the league, at least amongst the owners, is, hey, look, this is a big market team in Philly who, you know, they can't make a buck because they can't win. So sooner or later, they need to start winning because not for nothing, but they carry a heavy tag for a lot of these teams as far as, you know, their um, the, the share revenue. People don't go to games, Jonathan, when you're losing. I'm sorry. Especially basketball, baseball. If you suck like this and you're that bad, do you, can you blame fans for not coming out and supporting you? I mean, really, can you blame them? College football is different to me. You know, it's a shorter season. It's, you only get like eight home games. But are you going to go really watch all of these baseball games? Are you going to go watch your team play 80 times at home if, if they suck? No, I mean, you know, I look at it, and my my whole thought behind it is, 
look, if you're terrible, your fans are going to give up on the season really early, which is going to cost you money. I mean, that's this, this is a this is a known thing at this point. We, we've seen it happen time and time again with these Major League Baseball organizations. I mean, for the NBA, if you think about it, it's you know it's 41 home games, and from what I heard, the price of tickets for those games goes down when the Sixers are in town. Now, does that make sense? Of course it does. I mean, who wants to go watch? I mean, yeah, you enjoy your team winning, but who honestly wants to go watch the Sixers play? I mean, the price of tickets to go watch the Lakers play, from what I heard, double, triple, quadruple, depending on the city, just because it's Kobe's farewell tour. So it's it's really just, it's it's a joke, it's a travesty, and it's a shame for the game. Yeah, it is. And, and I'm not going to spend much time on NBA, just like I'm not going to spend much time on hockey, Jonathan. But, uh, <laughs> oh, come uh, on. Patrick know. Kane, 23 consecutive games with the point, broke so, the okay, franchise did record. It? Did he do it? So he did it Sunday he, night then. He did it, and then last night he actually netted an empty netter with uh, not much time left to keep the streak going. I mean, I love what I see from Patrick Kane. He's you know, it's an American hockey player who has completely taken over the sport right now. And every second of it, I, I just thoroughly enjoy. And it doesn't hurt he plays for, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's that's amazing what he did. And I don't care if you like hockey or not. You have to, you have to show your respect, right? You have to give kudos to him for what he's done. Because, you know, in hockey, it's hard to do that. You know, it's just hard to get a goal every night. But let's talk yeah. a little bit about the NFL. Let's talk about the NFL. Ooh. Jonathan, are you going to see the movie Concussion? Are you going to see the movie Concussion on Christmas Day? No, I have better things to do on Christmas. And even then, it's not even in my top list of movies I want to see right now. I do want to see uh, Creed. Have you seen Creed? I haven't seen it yet. Every review I've heard says it is phenomenal. Um, I'm really excited to see that movie. And plus, they released the video today of Michael B. Jordan, who is the lead in that movie. Um, they released him taking a uh, taking a punch during filming where he got knocked flat on the mat, and that just made me want to watch it more. Yeah, I can't wait to see Creed. But I do want to see Concussion, though. I mean, I know the NFL is not, not very happy. Former NFL players said it brought him to tears watching the movie. We get to see it. Uh, I don't know about that, but... The NFL, you remember the show Playmakers on ESPN? Great show. Yeah, it was a great show. It only went one season, though. That's what aggravated me about it. Just a great show. The NFL, didn't. it didn't take long, did it, for the NFL to get that thing removed? No, it really didn't. We all knew it was pressure from the NFL, and, you know, that's the only, you know, that, that's their way of saying, look, the only way you're going to get the Monday night deal is if you pull Playmakers, and, they did, and it's a shame because it's probably the best thing outside of the 30 for 30 that ESPN's ever put out there. I'd rather them not get Monday Night Football and, and show playmakers every night. I mean, let's just keep keep growing playmakers. I love that show. I was very, I got it on DVD. I was so disappointed when it when they quit doing it, but it was so close to the truth. I mean, you see all the domestic violence, steroids crack use. I mean, it's it's probably a real-time locker room, real-time issues in the NFL. They didn't like that. They, I mean, it was told, I believe the story was told by NFL players, wasn't it? Uh, I, 
You know, I honestly, I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that these kind of things always wind up being based off of true events, just like uh, any any given Sunday, which, you know, great movie. Pacino does a great job in it. And the NFL hated that movie because at the end of the day, it did the same thing Playmakers did. And, you know, the NFL doesn't want you to know about its dirty little secret. Exactly. Hey, we got a caller. I'm not sure who this is. Let me bring him on. You're on way in sports. Who's this? Hello. Hello. What's your fucking name, bitch? Wow, man, that's some strong language there, sir. My name is Your Daddy. That's my name. You call this house, you know who the fuck this is. This is a nigga that's a gangster, bitch. Now, where you want to meet me? So you live in your mother's basement? I shoot your motherfucking ass. Oh, great oh, oh, wow, this guy. Here, Here's something I'll tell you to do, guy. Here's, here's something that... The, just, just take my advice here. Make it easier on you. Go, go in, go into, go into your mama's basement. Pull out the gun. Open your mouth and say ah. Okay, can you do that for me? Meet me somewhere. Meet you somewhere. Where am I gonna meet you? Where's your mother's basement at? You call her talking shit to my mom. Ain't nobody calling her. It was a mucking mistake, bitch. You want to come get some? Meet me somewhere, motherfucker. Well, I'll meet you at the Waffle House. How about that? Meet me somewhere, pussy boy. Where, where, where do you live at? Where do you live? You live in... Don't fuck with me. You live... You live in the ghetto? Jonathan, who is this fool? Your guess is as good as mine. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm a, I'm a little lost for words on this one. I'm a, I'm a, oh, 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 hey, hey. Hey, 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 watch your potty mouth, man. Do what I told you to do. Do what I told you to do, man. Dude, I'm gonna keep him on listening. Go, like I said, go into your mama's basement, open your mouth, put it in there, and then be done with it. Who is this guy? I'm glad I've got his information. So we'll, we'll, I'll find out where he lives and everything, and maybe the police will be showing up at your house, sir, within the next hour. How about that? Yeah, Johnson. I should have cut him off, but I really enjoyed having fun with him, though. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of the whole point of uh of keeping guys like that around every once in a while, you know, you just gotta let the bad eggs uh have some fun. I think that was Quinn actually. Quinn, I mean, was that you doing that? <laughs> that was that's kinda nuts. Like did he like call the wrong number? Like he seemed to have an he issue me. with somebody. <laughs> Very angry at one of us. I don't know which one. Well, I'm, uh, go I'm not going to claim basement. that one. That one's not mine. Wow. I mean, this guy's like, I mean, he's like going crack. Wait, what was the area and... code? What was the area code? I could probably look it up right now. Uh, I don't want to share that right now. I'm gonna have oh, the yeah. I'm gonna have the police take care of it. See, see if see if he likes riding to jail tonight. 
and see if he wants to talk like that. Some serious well, threats as made here against the area code. I'm not going to be in trouble. Yeah, I'm I'm always I'm always concerned when a new area code calls in and you're like, well, I don't know who this is, but let's try it because usually it's somebody that just is going to start cussing. And... Well, you you know here here it is. You know when your show gets successful, people listen, people get jealous. They but I mean here it is. They they see the the show out there doing good and probably they want to call in and get their you know, get their cuss words in and act stupid. Like, the guy lives in his mother's basement, probably, if I had to guess, you know. He does. And then that, you know, you know when, when I when I, when I I said that, that struck a nerve, didn't it? Just a little bit. I mean, he, just, he, just went, he just went off when I talked about mommy's basement and uh, <laughs> in, the, in the ghetto. He liked that. He didn't like that too much. But what an idiot, man. Anyway, what are we talking about? Good Lord. Uh, the movie Concussion, Playmakers, uh, Any Given Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the NFL hates okay. it whenever Hollywood actually portrays the realism that is the sport. Well, you know, I, I, that guy was probably from the show Playmakers, the way he acted on there. Maybe if he was upset we were talking about the show. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, um, let's stay in the NFL real quick, go over some games that that's going on this weekend, some important games. And it, I thought this would be an important game, Jonathan. The Falcons travel to Carolina at 6-6. Six and six. Falcons laying – or Panthers laying seven and a half. I think they cover that easy. I don't know what's up with the Falcons. We, we, we talk about it every week. We try to figure it out. Last week I think they were a slight favorite over Tampa. I don't know how you favor them or, or pick them, something like that, but – can the Falcons go into Carolina and beat them after the Saints gave them a close game? No, nah, man. What's wrong with you? Why would you even ask that? <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> New Orleans' defense is awful, but if Ted Ginn Jr. learns how to catch a football when he's wide open, you know, that that, that game's a little farther out of reach. Um, let, let, let's just say Atlanta's awful. Matt Ryan ain't good. And, yeah, I mean, Carolina, this should be another slow drug and, um, I'm just, I'm worried, you know, the only game left on Carolina's schedule that I'm peeking at is that one at New York. I think that's the only one where I'm sitting there going, no, they could lose that one. Yep. Other than that, it's, you yeah. kind of looking at it going, I mean, come on now. I mean, Carolina's good. They're, they're, they're great. Atlanta's awful. I mean, maybe I buy the half a point down and get the line at seven just to, you know, try and cover myself. But, I mean, we'll see how the line moves throughout the week. Yeah. But, but here's the deal with the Giants, though. The Giants, Quinn. I mean, do you think they can? I've watched Eli Manning play, man, and it. I just don't have any faith in the Giants being able to beat the Panthers. And I know they. I know what Jonathan's saying. That does concern me, but man, they're terrible. Um, the Giants are really unpredictable, so you really don't know how they'll play on a week-to-week basis. I'd say, I'd <laughs> say, in New York, they could, they could, yeah. they could, yeah, uh, they could possibly pull it out. And, and I'm I'm with you guys, and I'm with Jonathan, and we talked about it. I, I do think that game's scary because it's on the road. It's, it's probably going to be one of those, what, 330 games, if I had to guess. I don't know for sure. But, um, you know, it's going to be one of those CBS games where Eli has the game of his life and Cam Newton maybe comes up limp or something. I don't know. But I worry about that game. But 
Carolina, Jonathan, how many are they going to have to win to get home field advantage, you think? They're 12-0. and 0. Do you think 13-0 and 0 seals the deal for them? Do you think it will? Or do you think they're going to have to get that 14th win? And if they do get the 14th win, and that's all they get, and Arizona has two, who gets the tiebreaker? Uh, I don't know who gets the tiebreaker yet. Uh, that's something that I have to check in on. Um, but the way the the way I'm looking at it right now is, you know, let's let's just call it this. Carolina wants home field throughout. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And that's where I, I think, honestly, this is where it's going to be. Yeah, and it's on their mind. They. And and Quinn, you know, Carolina is a good football team, but if they have to go to Arizona for the NFC Championship after what they did to Arizona last year, I, I think Arizona would probably beat them. I mean, it'd be a good game, but if they come to Carolina, I think Carolina will take care of business. But versus Atlanta, here's the rest of their schedule shaping up. Atlanta in Carolina this weekend. There's win 13. Giants on the road, Atlanta on the road and then Tampa Bay and Carolina. I mean, I've seen a loss maybe two at the most. I'm thinking Arizona loses two. We've talked about that before. Arizona's got a tough schedule, guys. It's not like it's not like they just they have they're automatically in it with two losses right now. They still play Minnesota this week. I don't know how where Minnesota's mind is right now. They go to Philadelphia that just beat New England. They play Green Bay getting hot right now, and they play Seattle that's getting hot right now. Both of those games are at home, so three out of their last four, Jonathan, are at home. I see them going two. I see them going three and one at best, two and two at worst. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's gonna. I think the rubber match is going to be the game against Seattle. Um, I think that's the one that will decide. Uh, what, whether or not, you know, what Arizona does here. And if I'm not mistaken here, Arizona actually would have home field if they both finished 14 and 2. So, uh, you know, I Why? think you're right. I think 3 and 1 for Arizona, and that's the best case scenario for Carolina because Arizona's this week, next week, and the week after. I mean, yeah, they got two tough games, but they get the two tough ones at home. You know, I mean, they get to finish the year with the three toughest games being at home. That's that's a huge advantage. Yeah, it's hard to win in Arizona. And uh, Seattle concerns me a little bit. Their rest of their schedule at Baltimore with no Joe Flacco. They play Cleveland and St. Louis. They host both of those. St. Louis and Cleveland could score to save their life. And they finish at Arizona. I mean, Seattle's going to get that wild card, aren't they? I mean, that's what it looks like, and I think that the worst-case scenario for anybody involved um, is is that that happens. Yeah, because, I mean, I could see them coming into Carolina, um, you know, the second week and beating them. I mean, that's just – anytime you play a team like that, it's got that – it's been a two straight Super Bowl. It's hard to kill them, you know. I mean, it's just hard to – you just got to bury them, and it's hard to do it. We had, they had a chance. Seattle had a chance to be buried, but they will not die. And because of that, I think they they get a wild card. Quinn, do you think Seattle gets a wild card? Yeah, I do. They're they're really starting to look real good. They're starting to heat up. So yeah, I think I think they either win out or they just only have one loss to Arizona. So I think. 
Yeah, a little sealed up. And and here's my upset of the week. It may not happen, but Jonathan, New England's only favorite three over Houston this weekend. Do you think Houston can pull it off? Well, I mean, after what I saw uh, against Philadelphia, I think Houston could. They have a much better defense uh, than Philly does. It's just, it's really interesting, uh, you know, peeking at this New England team right now, and you just kind of sit there and go, who is Brady throwing the ball to? Um, And at the end of the day, do I think Houston can score enough points? Because New England won't get their 20. Let's not kid ourselves. They're going to get their 20 points. It's just can Houston score 20. And I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, it's a Sunday night matchup, but you can't beat that. So, I mean, ah, I just I really don't know how that game's going to go. I'm probably going to stay away from it this week. How about this terrible Monday night matchup, the Giants and Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, I won't even watch that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, if that's, that's not, not the, the NFL – if that's not the NFL giving the middle finger to uh, ESPN for the third week in a row, we got a clunker for our Monday night game. That's not the NFL giving them the middle finger. I don't know what it is. You know, three, three seasons, you know the NFL sat there and went, Baltimore at Cleveland, yeah, that's going to be a great game. Miami at New York. I, uh, New York at Miami, yeah, that's going to be a great game. You, you, I mean, Dallas and Washington, oh, yeah, those are going to be great. Come on. They knew they were setting the, the ESPN up for crap games. Here's what needs to happen, and you guys tell me what you think. Just like they do the Sunday night game, I believe it's the best matchup, right? If they, I mean, it's not chosen Sunday night until I don't believe it's chosen until I don't know how far in advance, like Monday night. But I'm saying this: every week you determine what's going to be Monday night and Sunday night. You know, and I know fans have to travel and everything, but. My God, instead of the Giants and the Dolphins playing that game and it, it meaning nothing, I'd rather see I'd rather see the Eagles and the I'd rather see the Eagles and the Bills play. You know, I'd rather see the Falcons and the Panthers play. I'd rather see the, the Cardinals and the Vikings play. I mean, what is with this Dallas or Miami and New York? That's gonna be twelve turnovers combined. It'll be It'll be the sloppiest game you've ever seen with two I'll of the sloppiest quarterbacks in the NFL. I'll tell you why they have <laughs> these, because they plan them before the season, and usually, even though they have oh, the flexible schedule thing, usually they don't flip the games around. Yeah, I know, but I wish they'd do something about that. That's just – and there's really – looking at it this week, maybe y'all tell me different um, – there's really no other games, but I think a big game, Tampa Bay's at home over New Orleans. I think Tampa Bay puts the nail in New Orleans and gets to seven and six and serious, serious wild card discussions, Jonathan. That's your team, but I, I think they got they have a shot. I don't. I, I, I really I, – I don't. I don't. I, I think that Washington game's going to kill us. Y'all, y'all watch. That Washington game is going to kill us. Because we 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 might finish. I'm looking at it right now, and I know my Bucks, and they're stupid like this. We're gonna beat New Orleans. We're uh, we, you know, we're, we'll beat Chicago. We'll probably beat Carolina, cause, you know, that barring Carolina not being undefeated. If Carolina's undefeated, you can forget that. But we'll lose to St. Louis next week. It's a Thursday night road game. We'll lose that game, and that game will affect will effectively knock us out. Because the best we can finish is nine and seven, and I don't see any way 
that Seattle yeah. and Minnesota don't finish with at least 10 wins. Well, you're right. I mean, we'll, you're right. The, you're right. The, we'll have a better record than the NFC East champion and be left out. That's That might that'll sting me more than anything, though. See, that's how Carolina got in last year, man. They were losing record, and I hate that. I really do. So, right now, give me the MVP of the NFL, Jonathan. If, who's going to end up winning it? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Well, who do you think? Cam. Do, man, can you – can you imagine Cam wins the Super Bowl this year, or even gets the Super Bowl? Let's not talk They're about gonna, winning it just They're going to win it. They're going to go nineteen uh, and zero. I don't know about that, man. I hope you they, heard it I would here. love to see that. I hope they do, man. But it's so hard to to win. But it's also hard to lose. I mean, like if you if you're Carolina right now, forget resting people in a way. Run the table if you got a chance, Jonathan. Don't you think so? You have to to keep the momentum because what what concerns me is if you do tank to Atlanta and Tampa Bay and you have a week off, how do you get that how do you get that momentum back that you build? How do you know that after three weeks of, of bull crap like that that you come out and you struggle and you lose that first game? Uh you know ask Tony Dungy how that works. Tony Dungy did that year after year after year with the Colts, and it, it, it never worked out too well. So, I mean, if you're Carolina, you cannot afford to rest these guys. And, you know, Dungy did it in Tampa. He did it in Indianapolis. and always came back to bite us. Don't do it, Ron. Don't do it. Let, you let can, your, you let can your rest certain go. players. You know, like, like, like here's the deal. Like, you, you keep Cam Newton out there, and the, unless it's a blowout or something. But Luke Keekley. Let him sit half a game sometimes. Rotate him in. All your linebackers, your secondary, your defense, the guys in the trenches that, that take a pounding, rotate them a little bit. Don't don't just set them out in street clothes and let them sit over there. That bye week that they get, they've earned it for what they've done. So that bye week after the last regular season game, that's plenty of time because teams lose their and, – and here's one good thing about Carolina. They're not like a system. They run the football physically. That's one thing that's different between them and some of those other teams, like, like say, the Colts, where they were kind of a spread-like team, finesse, couldn't run the ball physically, right? I mean, the Carolina Panthers, it's kind of hard to get out of rhythm when you're just running the football, but it can happen, man. That's on read. Uh, everything's working right for them now, Jonathan. So I'm, I'm looking for them to try to win every game. And could you imagine if Cam Newton finishes 19-0? The hate is going to be out there. Oh, I, I I can already hear it building up. I mean, you know, obviously I wasn't a big fan of Cam, and he can never really wash wash off the stink of his time in Gainesville to me. <laughs> but I mean, he's he's a phenomenal football player. You have to respect him, no matter where you're from, who you root for. Quinn, I mean, he's a. Honestly, he's probably the best quarterback right now in the NFL, if you think about it, to his team, the way he does it. You have Tom Brady, of course, right there, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton. I mean, those those guys are all in the same category, aren't they, right now? I'm not saying that Cam's better than Tom Brady, but at his age and everything right now, I think he is, you know, if you, if you yeah. think about and I'd say you know, Cam's the most dangerous because Cam – Cam can move the bust out of the top tier on his feet. So 
so I'd say so I'd say if you were to ask a defensive coordinator, he'd probably say he's the most dangerous quarterback mm-hmm. in the league. We'll tell you what frustrates <laughs> me about Cam Newton is watching him throw like he'll he'll throw it to three receivers that are right there and they drop it. You know, they drop it right in their hands, and then there's somebody running down the field wide open with nobody, and Cam will overshoot them 20 yards or something. <laughs> you know, <that laughs> stuff like that really, really gets in my crawl. So once he gets that accuracy a little better, and that comes with time, I think, the game. And, hey, man, watch out, Johnson. This guy is just – I've been saying it. You know, Everett, I know he wanted – Big E wanted Tebow in there, you know, that he was better and RG3 was going to be better, but you're right. So, I mean, Camel hit Ted again wide open 30 yards downfield, only to watch him drop it, and then he'll have a five yard little out route and overthrow it by 10 yards. I mean, that, that, that does get frustrating, <laughs> but it doesn't take away from the fact at the end of the day, Cam Newton, I mean, he's a phenomenal player, but don't sleep on Brady's athleticism. I saw him make a nice catch and run this week against Philadelphia. That that guy's got some moves now. And Quinn, you should always remember that Brady juked out Erlacher and the greatest highlight I've ever seen. So, you know, don't don't sleep on that now. He 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 doesn't have four point five or four point six speed though. You're right, he runs a four three. <laughs> favorite quotes of all time on two so I'll have to throw that in there real quick. Any you guys watch Tomb have you guys watched have you guys watched Tombstone? Tell me yes. Uh, uh, of course. Tomb you know Tombstone's uh, uh an American classic. I've never Let's heard ask of Quinn. It. Are you serious? Quinn we can't we can't be friends. You gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Quinn. Quinn. You need to write this down, okay? Go watch that movie. Have you seen The Godfather? Parts of it. What? Gosh. Watch the movie, Quinn. I'm not a big movie person. These are American classics, though. Yes. Are you serious? Have you seen Remember the Titans? I mean. Yes. Okay. That's not an American classic. Have you seen Rocky? Yes. Okay. Have you seen Any Given oh. Sunday? Yes. Have you seen Heat? Heat? I, ain't about I don't the think I've girl seen that one. Oh, man. Johnson, what's wrong with this picture here? <laughs> I hate you. Know, he's a northerner. Pacino, Robert De Niro. Um, Val Kilmer, what a you've seen Heat, right, Jonathan? Probably one of the one of my favorite movies of all time. One of I mean, I'm a Red Pacino and De Niro fan, and when you put them together in a movie, I thought it was just perfect. Val Kilmer, eh? I mean, the only great movie Val Kilmer had was Tombstone. Other than that, I thought his career was a failure. Hey Quinn, go tonight, right now. I don't know. You can go to. Do you have Directv or something? Search for Tombstone. Watch it tonight. Do not call this show ever again until you've watched Tombstone and you can. <laughs> I mean, that's terrible, man. That's 
That's terrible. Tombstone. Go watch it. Do you, do you like Western kind of movies? Shooting people in the head and all that good stuff. Yeah, I like shoot it out movies. Okay, there you go. Oh my gosh. Quinn, I'm disappointed. So Jonathan, I'm, I just I'm, want to stop the show right now and, and have a moment of silence for Quinn. I mean, we've, we've kind of lost all momentum. Quinn, have you seen A Few Good Men? Have you seen A Few Good Men? <laughs> no. What? Jonathan, name a, Jonathan, name a couple of movies right quick for him, see if he's seen. Have you seen Trying to take Star a little break Face? here. Wait, what? Oh. Have you seen Scarface? You better not say no. that one. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Son, I don't I mean, watch I'm not movies. a movie guy either, but this god man, really? I just want sports. But <laughs> you gotta be more well rounded, Quinn. You've gotta you gotta watch these movies. They're amazing. I mean have you seen and and this is not an old movie. Have you seen Cinderella Man? When I was like five. No, it just came out a few years ago, man. Have you? Okay, here's another one, and we're about to get back to sports. Have you seen American Gangster? Yes, I've actually watched okay. that movie. Well, you need to. We need, I'm gonna send you a list of movies, Quinn, that Jonathan and I are gonna put together, like a top ten thing you've got to watch. You, you you have to watch these movies, man. I'm sorry, Jonathan. I mean, I've I, I've lost faith in mankind now. Ah, oh, Quinn. Oh, Quinn. You've 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 made it so I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Tombstone, man. Tombstone is is just the best movie. Quinn, yeah. I tagged you on the Facebook page. There's a direct link to watch Tombstone. Watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you watch it tonight. You don't wait until... You don't wait, man. You just keep doing it. You just watch it until <laughs> you fall asleep. And if you fall asleep, you rewind it where you left off. Oh, my I, God. I mean, I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a, like, list, like, ten, I'm going to list a bunch of movies now on here that are all going to be direct links for you. And you're you're just you're just gonna have to start watching every single one of these, and you have to let us know when you've seen them, and we're gonna quiz you. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. <laughs> those are those are quotes you'll hear in the movie, Quinn. I'll, I'll say some of them. You know, you just have to you just have to watch it. But anyway, if you want to call in six four six seven one six five five six four, if you're a moron idiot that uses profanity, we don't want to hear you. So, so don't call into this show. We don't want to talk to the morons that live in their mama's basement that are watching Star Wars right now or, or whatever they're doing. But let's talk about some college football real quick. Um, Kirby Smart has been announced in, in Georgia, of course. Will Muschamp at South Carolina, and I have a problem, guys. That this recruit, the top recruit in the country's mother, is called Will Muschamp a liar and everything. And look, and, and all these Auburn fans wanting Auburn should have had a press conference Sunday or Saturday. You can't mention anything until it's official, Johnson. And and 
Will Muschamp owes these recruits right now their mothers nothing until he signs the dotted line and announces. You know how these things are. I mean, you, you could tell some kids you're going to South Carolina and all of a sudden the carpet gets pulled out from under you. I mean, the rug gets pulled out from under you. Was Will Muschamp wrong, do you think, through this process? I thought he handled it perfectly. I don't think Will Muschamp's wrong, uh, number one. Number two, this kid's going to Michigan anyways. Number three, Everything I've heard from sources, from multiple, multiple people involved here, his mother is a nut job. She, she, she's, a little, she's a little nuts. Um, so I, I think Muschamp played this right. I shame on the mother for, for acting this way. I'm just, it's just a shame. It really is to see this. And I don't know, you know, it's not going to negatively impact his recruiting, of course, because he is unanimously the top player in the nation. Uh, but, I mean, this is just, it's a joke that she felt the need to try and call him out over this. Who do these people think they are, Quinn? I mean, they're recruits. You're nothing. You're nobody. You're nothing. It'd be different if this was the signing day and he signed and all of a sudden you left the next day. This is December. This was November when they actually talked to Muschamp. He didn't know at the time that he was going to South Carolina. They actually offered the job to Rich Rod and he turned it down. So these people need to settle down and quit throwing Muschamp under the bus. I mean, Malzahn handled it perfect. And he and actually Malzahn was talking about he enjoyed the time there Muschamp had. And Muschamp enjoyed it and you know, you you leave and you go be a head coach. You can't blame him. I don't think he's going to do well at South Carolina, honestly. Uh, just, it's a bad job, man. It's just a bad job right now, especially when Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee are starting to really get a lot better in getting these recruits. I just don't think he's good enough to recruit, Jonathan, and, and into South Carolina and have enough, enough offensive identity to really do anything. I really don't. I mean, when South Carolina struck lightning in a bottle, when they got Lattimore and Clowney, two of the best players we've seen in college football recently, they're both from South Carolina. They just stayed home. I think that's the only way much chance going to be able to walk into getting great recruits. Hey, Quinn, I hope you see those links out there. He is, but it's South Carolina, man. The only reason Clowney and – Lattimore and all those guys played there because they were South Carolina fans. That's where they grew up, and that's where they wanted to play football. The talent of, in South Carolina high school sucks right now. There's nobody coming out that's that great. And uh, here's here's something coming out. Has Jay Jacobs and Malzahn considered Lance Thomas for D.C. for Auburn? What's the name of your coordinator at, uh, at Florida State, Jonathan? Quinn said that's still on the table. What's his name again? Charles, uh, Charles Kelly. Kelly. And and the reason Auburn can get him, let me tell you why, Jonathan, because they can pay him a million and a half, two million dollars, and he's making half a million dollars right now. Auburn weighs the checkbook. He's coming to Auburn, man. And if he's an Auburn him. alum. Don't 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 pass on us offering him money. I mean, y'all got to remember, Pruitt was looking at one point two million from us before he was forced out of Tallahassee by his wife. So it's not like we can't pay him. Uh, I mean, we have to remember, Charles Kelly wasn't brought in to be a defensive coordinator originally. He was brought in to be a position coach, so he's still being paid like a position coach. If needed, Florida State will put him up the money for him, 
and he's out on a recruiting show with Jimbo right now, uh, doing in-home visits. So I honestly don't think he's uh, he's looking to go anywhere. I think he's really happy. Yeah. If need be, if there were talks for a raise, the the school will pony up. They'll they'll pay Charles just fine, yeah. considering what uh, the defense put together this year. Statistically, the best defense in the nation. And I and I just want to give a shout out to Gus Malzahn right now for not hiring T Rob or offering him the defensive coordinator job. Muschamp can take that gamble because Muschamp, that'll be his defense and he can coach it. Malzahn realizes he's not a defensive guy. He's not about to turn the keys over to a guy that's never been a defensive coordinator. I'm sorry. He, this is Malzahn's – this is the year where Malzahn loses or keeps his job right here. I mean, this is this is the year. If Malzahn comes out and lays another egg, he's out, which I think may be still wrong right now. But – Give me a defensive coordinator. Tracy Rocker, here's the deal about him, Quinn. I talked about him. He's never been a D.C. You've been in coaching for 250 years as a position coach. You're probably – there's a reason why you're not a defensive coordinator. Um, if I'm Auburn, I go after some big names that have proven themselves or I go after some young guys that you feel like could do a good job and really light a fire under the defense. Jonathan, it just – it's hard right now to know which way Auburn goes, but I'll guarantee you this. I guarantee you Malzahn could pull a big name from a big school. I, I guarantee you he can. I'm thinking it's more and more looking like Lance Thompson's going to get promoted. God, please no. Good God, no. Uh, God. I, don't, I, I don't know. I would have fired him I think, anyway. Wow. He's not, I mean, tell us how you really feel, Brian. He's not a defensive coordinator. I mean, first of all. And we're Auburn. We don't settle for for a second. We don't settle for, for guys. We don't promote guys like that. You earn it, and then we bring you in. And But I'll either get a young guy. Let Thompson, you know, should, he's coached should, Alabama. Don't give me. Should Malzahn offer Chizik and give it a try? You know no. why it would work? No, 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 they, no. No, that that would be hell right there. But I would love to have Chizik. Don't get me wrong, that kind of person. But you can't be a head coach somewhere, get run out. The next that coach comes after you, and plays for a national championship and bring him back in. I think Malzahn had something to do with Gene Chizik getting fired. Honestly, I mean, but but that's neither here nor there. Jonathan, why do you say no? Uh, well, I mean, the elephant in the room being that, oh, I don't know. Uh, Gus was a, an, an assistant under Gene. So that would uh, that'd be an awkward conversation. Hey, I know you're the one who was my boss when we you know, won the ring. How would you like it if I was your boss now? I mean, I, that's, that's just not going to happen. That's not going to work. Just, just from that standpoint, the best thing for Gus to do is to go find defensive coordinator. Let him the head coach. Go find yourself a young gun. All right, Jeremy Pruitt's out there. Whether you guys like him or not, Alabama's ready to snatch him right back up if the, if nobody else jumps. All right, it's Michigan between y'all, right Michigan, and Alabama, and y'all need to jump because Pruitt is the best free agent DC out there right now. Yeah. I don't want but he's a one, one year. and done. He's a, he's a one and done, like Quinn said. He's a one and done. And maybe maybe Malzahn, in order to save his job for this year, could get one and done. Because I think 
I think Pruitt and Muschamp's philosophies are close to the same, Jonathan. Am I right? I mean, they're close to the same. That's what you want. You want a coach that kind of has that mentality that Muschamp has, the same kind of defense, because that's what you recruited for. That's what the players – I mean, this is the the third defensive coordinator in four years, these, these poor guys, man. I mean, it's just – it's it's just not fair to these defensive guys, and that's why it's going to be hard for Auburn to recruit. It's like, yeah, come to us where you can have a new defensive coordinator every year. You know, I mean, really? I mean, so well, the, the, I, this I, next I hire mean, has to be a home run. I mean, talk to Florida State about that. Seriously, Mark Stoops, Jeremy Pruitt, Charles Kelly, three years running. I mean, we've had three DCs in three years. We haven't had that hard of a time recruiting defensive talent now. So, honestly, you know, y'all need to make sure you have good assistance under you. And you've done well. The defense of Florida State has improved, and it's actually good. But, but guys, let's let's talk some some Heisman real quick. How is Fournette – how did Fournette not get a dinner? Jonathan, I'll start with you. How did Fournette not get a dinner? Well, I'll tell you, Fournette didn't get a visit because Derrick Henry did. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that, that's what happened was Leonard uh, Fournette got shut out for uh, Henry. McCaffrey got invited because he shattered Barry Sanders' record. If it wasn't for that, then he wouldn't be there. Deshaun Watson, of course, got invited. I mean, undefeated quarterback, uh, got, you know, quarterback on the undefeated team in the nation, he's done a pretty good job of it. I mean, it seems like he gets five touchdowns every game. You know, so at the end of the day, they had to make a decision between Henry, Fournette, and Cook, and Dalvin missed two games. Fournette had that three-game stretch where he looked rough, so they took Derrick Henry. At the end of the day, is Derrick Henry the best running back out of the three of them? No, of course not. No. But he he hasn't had what you would consider a, a, a terrible stretch. And, I mean, he does play for Alabama, who is in the playoffs. That helps him out a very lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say so, this. If, if I'm, uh, go ahead. Why couldn't they invite five guys? They invited more than three before. Thank because you. The year James won, they, they brought in six. It's because the voting's not close. I mean, if it was, if it was close, I think like with two through five or something, they would. But I think it's such a big difference, which makes me think that the Henry's wrapped this up, which honestly, the guy from Stanford McCaffrey, he, he deserves the Heisman Trophy, guys. There's no doubt about it. Or Watson. He's I mean, Watson has done it all year long. But I mean he's I haven't seen anything like this since Cam Newton what Watson's done, Jonathan. I mean he's I know you're not a Clemson fan. He's an A C C guy, but the A C C was pretty good this year. The numbers he put up Clemson would not be anywhere sniffing a playoff had it not been for him. Um, I think yeah. I think Watson's probably a good choice, but I think McCafferty, look at his numbers. They don't lie, man. I mean, numbers don't lie. You shatter Barry Sanders' record. Barry Sanders is a legend, man. He's You have a season like that, Jonathan, and you're not going to have a shot to win it. That's saying something right there. Good Lord. Yeah, and Christian had a phenomenal year. Of course, you know, uh, I mean, his, his dad had a great NFL career for the Denver Broncos. You know, that that obviously helped him become such a well-rounded player because he's a great running back, but he's phenomenal out of the backfield. Um, I mean, yeah. Deshaun Watson, I'm going to put this out there. 
if Clemson hadn't been stupid and sat him against Florida State last year for the first half, they beat us. I'll tell you that right now. Deshaun, we, we all saw it last year, especially in Tallahassee, you know, down here in Florida. You know, we saw it. We saw how good Deshaun Watson is. Georgia saw how good Deshaun Watson was. I mean, they did. And what he's done is, is downright phenomenal. And to think, here, here you go, he's from Georgia. Like, Mark Rick, hello, why did you get fired? You let Deshaun Watson get out of the state. I mean, come on, man. I mean, Watson's phenomenal. It's a quarterback's award, though. The last running back to win this was Mark Ingram. Derrick Henry's not winning the Heisman. All right, there have to be some crooked voting for Derrick Henry to win this Heisman. All right, his numbers are inflated. Really? It's a joke. He's a favorite. He's a favorite, man. He's a big time favorite. Like, and, and you know, my, you know, let me tell you, McCaffrey right now. You know, let me tell you why his numbers are not as good because he plays on the West Coast. Most of their games are like at ten thirty at night, where people are in bed. I mean, you read his stats until you see him in person against USC. This guy was phenomenal. I mean, against a good USC team with five star talent out there, he, I mean, he just made him look silly. The thing with Henry is. He's just going to sit here and run the ball 80 times and pick up 180 yards and finally get that touchdown at the end of the game when they're trying to take a knee. I mean, I just don't get how Henry – it's like Mark Ingram winning the Heisman. but it was a joke, honestly. I mean, Toby Mark Gohart Ingram smoked the... Mark Ingram that year. Toby smoked Mark that year, and Toby didn't get it. And you're right, the problem with Christian, the same problem Toby had, he played so many 10 o'clock games you didn't really get to see him. And I'm a firm believer that – if Christian hadn't played so well against Notre Dame and against USC to end the year, he wouldn't have gotten an invite. I'll tell you that right now. No. There's no way he gets he an invite. No, I mean, you put him on two net, primetime games where everybody can see him. And, of course, everybody's like, oh, did you see this run back from Stanford? He's really good. Well, yeah, I've been watching him the whole year. I mean, football is not even seen <laughs> yeah. him because, I mean, you're talking to a guy who stays up and watches the Hawaii game. All right, it, it's one in the morning. I'm watching Hawaii play. Because you're betting, because you're betting on it. Because you're well, betting. Well, I it. mean, maybe once, once in a blue moon. <laughs> Hawaii was pretty terrible this year. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of us saw McCaffrey and saw, holy crap, this kid's talented. He's doing everything. How, 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 I mean, how did he do against Notre Dame? How did he do against Notre Dame? What kind of stats did he have? Well, Notre Dame actually kind of contained him. He. He only had about 91 rushing yards. He did have a few passing yards, but, I mean, actually Notre Dame uh, contained them pretty well. Contain, I mean, but look, I mean, I'm sorry. Look, and, and the problem I have with Heisman voters is they, they already make up their mind. And before that, that championship weekend, I guarantee you 90% of the ballots were already turned in. There needs to be a rule. That says you go online and vote. If you're a if you're a Heisman voter, you you can go Sunday or Monday after the championship weekend. You have a period of two days to vote online. You have to log in. You have your own login and password. And Jonathan, I think that'll put an end to some of this crap. You you shouldn't turn your ballot in until the season's over. I mean, look at Watson. What he did Saturday night. I mean, put a team on his back. Had over 100 yards rushing, what, 250 passing, something like that, a couple of touchdowns. That's amazing, especially on that kind of stage where it's win or go home. Well, Henry I mean, Brian, go, go ahead and call your boy uh, Cam. 
because he he said uh, Watson was his Heisman candidate, uh, was his Heisman vote about two, three, two, three weeks ago. And from what I heard, he's been recruiting guys. I mean, Deshaun Watson's numbers, when you look at them as a whole, they're, they're, they're a thing of beauty. I mean, 3,500 yards pass and 30 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, 900 yards rush and 11 touchdowns. I mean, he's just so efficient. He gets the job done. And when it came down to it, he made big-time plays and big-time games. You saw it against Louisville when that team was struggling. He was able to go ahead and pull that one out. Standing at Notre Dame, he made big plays when it mattered most. And he counted for all three of their touchdowns. You know, against Florida State, he made big plays when it mattered. He ran for over 100 yards on us. I'm, I'm first to admit it. He came out, yeah, he came out as like, you know, a, a buzz through some toilet paper. And against North Carolina, like you said, 131 on the ground, 290 in the air. I mean, he's phenomenal. He is phenomenal. His QBR is, is 80, uh, 86.6. I mean, that's, that's, that's unheard of at a college level. No, and I'll tell you, and I don't understand the love of Oklahoma right now. Like, how are you a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Clemson? I've watched Oklahoma. I've watched Clemson. There's not much difference. I mean, I would take Watson over – or May, what's his name, Mayfair or whatever the heck his name May, Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah, I would, I would take him over him. I mean, Oklahoma is a team. I think that that ESPN and all these pumpers are trying to get their name out there, talking about how great they are. Vegas is setting a trap, Jonathan, with this game. They're trying to make people bet on Oklahoma right now. Clemson's going to dust these guys, I think. I, I, don't, I don't know. Think Maybe so. I'm wrong. Oklahoma's not that I, great. Uh I I think ever since that Texas game, they've been a completely different team. I, I think yeah, they're the hottest yeah, beating, team. Beating third-string quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, going through a, a stretch where you play the bottom feeders of the Big 12 and you're running up the score on them, yeah. and you play Baylor and TCU with third-string quarterbacks and a lot of people missing and barely beat them. I'm just, I'm, I'm just uh, not buying Oklahoma, Jonathan. I don't know. Maybe I mean, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. I, if you look at Baker's numbers for the year, though, 35 touchdowns and five interceptions. He doesn't have the yards. He doesn't have the ground presence that Watson has. But like you know, like Quinn said, since that Texas game where Baker struggled, he's efficient, but he struggled. And for some odd reason, they, they ran him an awful lot in that game. He had 18 carries for negative five yards. Since that game, though, Baker's had 21 touchdowns and two interceptions. I mean, his complete his uh, completion percentage is, is through the ding dang roof. You know, it's sixty nine percent, which is phenomenal for him. I agree with that. Who's well, he playing? I mean, and that's, that's a valid argument know. because you know he he beat Kansas State, he beat Texas Tech, he beat Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State. I don't see any stalwarts on defense there. I don't. And I agree with you there. But at the same time, they smacked. Everybody in TCU had that late comeback. That was a blowout up until then. I mean, they were just smacking people. Oklahoma, the reason they're getting so much love is, A, because they came back and beat Tennessee, and, B, because after that loss to Texas, they came out and just started waxing people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma reminds me of Ohio State last year. That's exactly what they remind me of. Yeah, and Bob Stoops is not going to win a championship this year, guys. I promise you. Uh, he's not going to win it. I don't know who he is, but please, God, don't let Bob Stoops win a championship. Please, God, don't let Alabama him. win a championship. Yeah. 
So we're all in agreement we should probably root for Michigan State, right? Yeah. Bama opened up. Bama's a 10-point favorite over Michigan State. I don't know how much that matters, but um, you know uh, how that's I'm about where I game, the line to be. Bet Michigan State, aren't your money line? Oh, I mean, I mean, at a line like that, I'll I'll go ahead, I'll play around, and I'll take the points as well. Just you know, cover myself just in case something a little little oddball happens. But at that line, you're telling me I can get Michigan State at three to one on my bet. I mean, I'll take that three hundred dollars every day. I'll take that all day. You know, and it's funny because Nothing. usually when the line's about ten, the money line's about five to one. So they just see something. They do. They see it. They're like, you know what? We can't overduce that line because people are going to be all over it. And you know what I'm telling y'all? You know, people said Auburn sucks and everything, and Auburn hung around with nine points with Alabama six points for most of the game. That's about a little bit, just a little bit less what they favored over Auburn. You know, so, I mean, there's not a lot of difference in some of these teams, but the mismatch I see is Connor Cook's not going to be able to do anything on Alabama, guys. Let's, let's, let me go ahead and tell you this. And, and you have two similar teams, two or two similar styles, but the difference is Bama's got five stars, three deep at every position. That's the big difference. But I'm not saying that Alabama's going to win for sure, but it's just it's a mismatch. Alabama should be favored and they are, but anything can happen. Michigan State's shown me consistency over the last years, few years, that they're just a team to be reckoned with. They beat Baylor last year in a big bowl game and came back. And these, this team just doesn't quit. They're not intimidated by anybody. And I know they remember that that outback or the Capital One Bowl where Alabama just skull drug them that day. The difference is this is not a morning game. This is a, a night game. And D'Antoni is a good coach and – in the other you know semifinal, the Oklahoma's face. You really what? know what the difference is, though? It is the quarterback. Because Connor Cook's not going to make the stupid mistake Coker will make. That's the difference. Coker's going to force that stupid pass where everybody goes, what are you doing? All right, you're an idiot. Stop that. <laughs> Connor Cook's going to go, let's see, everybody's covered. Let's go ahead and just dirt this one and live for the next down. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be, really, it's going to come down to when, when does Connor? When does Jason Coker throw the interception? Where on the field is it? And I mean, can Michigan State's defense contain Henry? Can they go ahead and for a full four quarters limit him enough to where their offense can get some points on the board? Because we saw it in the Ole Miss game. You can bottle them up for three quarters. It's the fourth quarter where Henry came alive in that game. So Michigan State's got to build a night. It's got to build a lead so that when Alabama turns to Henry, it's too little, too late. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. But hey, I was I was at Chick Fil A the other day, guys, and they they told me if I got a number five combo that I'd get a free Chick Fil A bowl ticket. And I said no, and they I said I don't want to spend that much money. They said well, you get a brownie, I'll give you a, a Chick Fil A bowl ticket, Jonathan. What's the price of the Chick Fil A Chick Fil A bowl without an SEC presence there right now? What's the price going right now? Uh, I no. mean. If you get the tickets through the uh, through Florida State, it's $150 a pop. And if I hop on the StubHub, I can get them for 20 bucks. And, yeah. and, and that's that's really the, and it's funny because it actually, if you look at it, and you know the stadium was split in half. 
Florida State tickets, in all reality, are selling for two, three times as many as they would be on the Houston side. And that's what I find pitiful. Houston had such a great season, and yet they could not draw at home. Where we all know, and I don't think anybody can argue this, we all know when you walk inside that stadium come, you know, New Year's Eve morning, you're going to look around and go, holy crap, there's a lot of darn gold running around here. you still got a, you got a huge fan base that's right there in northern Florida, southern Georgia. They're all going to invade Atlanta. I'm going to be honest with you, I might even be there. I'm, I'm seriously kicking the tires on that game. I mean, you know, it's just, it bothers me how Florida State gets in a big bowl game like this, and this is just like the 2012 Orange Bowl. Well, we get in a big bowl game like this, and the committee goes, all right, well, you can have Houston, just like 2012. Okay, we well, can have Northern Illinois. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> what do we do to you? I mean, I don't remember pissing in your Cheerios this morning. I mean, come on. I mean, why, why do we get the crap team? How come Ohio, Notre Dame gets to play Ohio State and, and we, we get Houston? I mean, what do we do to you? Why can't so I get a good team in a big bowl game? I mean, the year we got Auburn, no disrespect, Brian, and I guess Quinn, no disrespect, but the year we got Auburn, everybody laughed at us and said, you got lucky you didn't get Alabama. Well, what do you mean? I thought we beat the number two team in the nation. You mean we beat number three? We didn't get to play number two? I mean, what's going on? It's just we get snake bit, it seems, every time we get to this bowl game where everybody sits there and goes, you didn't get a good opponent, no matter what. And I don't get it. It ain't right. Give me, give me Ohio State. No, well, the thing is, I think, I think Iowa should have got Houston. And then you guys should have got, like, Stanford or somebody. Oh, they wouldn't put us in the Rose Bowl. You know, last time we went out there, we owned half the dang stadium, and they got mad at us. The people saying that Alabama should have been in the national championship game instead of Auburn, that's just silly talk. Um, Auburn Auburn beat them. Auburn Auburn beat Alabama. Auburn could have beat beat Florida State. Are you sure Auburn, you sure Davis didn't step out of bounds? No, oh, I know he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, I was, I was, I was hoping for a better reaction than that. I thought I was gonna get you in that one. But I mean, it's just, it seems yeah. like every time we get matched up, in a, I mean, last year we had Oregon, and yeah, we we got run out the stadium. No doubt about that. There, there's no doubt about that. But if we had been the one seed, uh, and had gotten Ohio State, everybody would have been. Well, for, of course, Florida State gets Ohio State. They always get the easy opponent, whether they beat us or not. I mean, that's what would have happened. So I'm just trying to figure out, I mean, hey, playoff committee, why no love? Why no love? We do you right. We we show up. We bring fans. Why no love? Well, you're, yeah, you're right. Y'all do get that. for a group of five team and the New Year Six Bowl and stuff, but then they get mad stuff with you and you don't want to play them. Oh, I don't mind playing Houston. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just sick of it seeming like every time we get a big bowl game, it's not a big game. Somebody finds it's a reason to crack at it. Yeah, hey, it's a. I want to. I see what you're saying. I mean, it's just like yeah, you, you got all these great matchups, and all of a sudden you got Florida State Houston. Houston's going to get scolded around by Florida State in that bowl game. Everybody knows that. I mean, Dallas is going to run Ohio for State. Yards. Ohio State's favored six and a half, Quinn, over Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame money line. Beth, 
that's fine with me. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't care. I, I think, know. I, I think, was I think Notre Dame's going to win that. anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I do too. Stanford's favored six and a half over Iowa. I think that's going to be a phenomenal game. I think Stanford wins the game. I think it'll be close. Ole Miss, Oklahoma State. I mean, how did they make a New Year's Six? Are they in the New? I mean, how did Mississippi in a Sugar Bowl and Oklahoma State just got boat raced in their own stadium by Oklahoma? They're making a good bowl game. Come on, that's the that's the worst. I got this one for you. I, I figured this one out. Ready for this? Please tell me. Because Baylor lost to Texas, by rules of tiebreakers, Oklahoma State is a, becomes the number two team in the Big 12 because they beat TCU. Baylor has three losses, TCU and Oklahoma State each have two in conference. So Oklahoma State leapfrogs TCU to the top spot as far as their bowls go. So TCU is more upset about Baylor losing to Texas than honestly Baylor probably is. Because they got kicked out of the Sugar Bowl. And now, let's let's be honest, Brian. How did Ole Miss get there? Well, were you really going to put Florida there? Were you really, no. did you really want Florida to go to that no. game? Florida and Michigan yeah, is a fine no. matchup. Yeah, Florida may have to actually find a quarterback in, the, in a month and, and do something. Well, did, but, didn't uh, you hear? Hey, I think, I think, the Dr. Pepper Challenge winner is a new quarterback. <laughs> I'll tell you the best game of the bowls is like TCU and Oregon on the second of January. I cannot wait to that's see gonna, that game. That's going to be a shootout. No defense. George, I, I want to look at the SEC games. I want to look at the SEC games real quick before we go. Arkansas, eleven and a half over Kansas State. God, Arkansas kill these guys. I mean, Mississippi Blow will out. kill Oklahoma State. Um, Florida will not beat Michigan. Uh, there's no way. No. Tennessee will beat Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Alabama yeah. will beat Michigan State. Lies. Yeah, Louisville will beat Texas A&M. Louisville will beat Texas A&M. Ah, Memphis yeah. will beat That's Auburn. That's a crap game. Yeah, Memphis will beat Auburn. Um, aren't, you, aren't you going to that, Brian? It's the Birmingham Bowl. No. <laughs> no, I won't be there. I think Auburn to, win. Nah, Auburn can't stop that quarterback, man. It's, uh, Memphis is a good football team, and Auburn right now without yeah. a defensive coaches, and I don't know. I, I hope Auburn wins, but do you think Auburn really wants to be in the Birmingham Bowl? Do you think they're really going to come out and just be on fire nah. December the thirtieth? Nah. nah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be that happy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm taking Memphis money line. <laughs> I just hope I I just hope they don't go out on the field half for sleep. <laughs> the Birmingham Bowl, man. <laughs> Come on! Oh, all the Auburn fans are gonna rush the stadium and tear the goalpost down if we win. But. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. I didn't even know they had goalposts there. They went on them there. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Legion Field was at level What are you waiting for? That's bad, the Birmingham Bowl, guys. That's bad. I mean, that's at least put Auburn in the Outback Bowl. That's a year. At least you know 
you play in the Outback Bowl. I mean, but the Birmingham Bowl. Well, I, mean, Brian, here, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but by the slotting process of the SEC and their bowl games, y'all were getting the Birmingham Bowl. I actually did a little mock-up of the bowls and how I thought they should have gone. Which, by the way, we weren't in the. I actually had us in the Russell Athletic Bowl. I had North Carolina Peach Bowl. But anyways, um. I had I had Auburn and Memphis in the Birmingham Bowl after our mock-up, and I looked at it, and I looked back, I looked at it, and I go, well, I mean, damn, really? <laughs> they, they were destined to play each other. <laughs> no matter what, no matter how you did it, this was going to be your matchup. I mean, you, just just take your loss of dignity, I guess. It, it was a long year. Y'all will be back next year. You know how it is. Y'all are like every other yeah, year you decide yeah. to get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, and here's the deal. At least Memphis is a good team, and they'll have our attention at least. You know, at least it'll be – it's not like we're playing some Fresno State or somebody like that. We're actually playing a team that beat Ole Miss, and we'll have a storyline to it. So, it'll be it'll be cool. I mean, it'll be all well, right to watch, and at least I mean, it's not before Christmas. Y'all could have had what happened to Arizona Bowl where they got Nevada and Colorado State playing each other. That's that's not weird, except for the fact they're in the same conference. I mean, talk about a swing and a miss playoff committee. You you you, you kind of screwed up on that one. I mean, my goodness. You know, at least y'all didn't yeah, have to go play bad. like Mississippi State again. Yeah, the reason because yeah, of that though was because the five and seven teams that are getting in that messed it up because of too many balls. That's what well, that, that that's up. what screwed up though. They put Nebraska. Uh, ahead, uh, they put Nebraska and San Jose State ahead of Nevada and Colorado State, who both earned their bowl games. Whether we think six and six is good enough to get in, that's the rule, okay? But they both earned their spot. Nebraska yeah. and San Jose State both finished five and seven. Y'all get last pick. I mean, that, this is a travesty. What, what, what happened there? I mean, that's that's depressing. I, I'm now. I mean. Nebraska got the fo- – Indiana was begging to go to the Foster Farms Bowl. So what do they do? They give it to Nebraska. Nebraska gets to go get their heads crushed in by UCLA. Congratulations for going 5-8. and eight. <laughs> Yeah, that's terrible. First 5-8 and eight team ever. Well, guys, we got to roll. I've got to get to bed. I've got an early morning, long day oh, tomorrow. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I gotta get up at five AM. So it's ten right now, so Man, I go to sleep yeah. at five AM. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I get up I get up to go go work to pay bills. But uh guys we'll be on Sunday <laughs> night. I'll tell y'all what I'll, I'll tell you what time we'll be on and maybe we'll do uh a little earlier, like seven or something like that. Get more time right. in. But thanks for joining us. Had some fun tonight, guys. Let's see the Heisman Trophy. Quinn, who's gonna win it in your mind real quick? I'm, I think Watson gets it. Jonathan? I already put in my bet on Deshaun Watson. I'm going to say Henry because I think it was already decided before all this. So we'll see, guys. I can't wait to watch the Heisman. We'll discuss it. We'll All of us will have a beef with it, no matter who wins it. So, guys, take care. We'll see you Sunday night. God bless. All right, y'all. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.